Hey boys, and welcome to the very first episode of the Champions Cup Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Dutai. Uh, a few things that we're going to cover here in episode one. Uh, I'll give you a quick outline, okay? So the way that this is going to be set up, we're going to go through last week's matchup scores. Then we're going to do a segment called First Round Production. We're going to see what teams got production out of their first round picks from the draft. This will be a recurring segment that we'll do each week to see how your top pick is doing. Then we'll go into each matchup. We'll break it down a little bit. We'll see who some top performers are, how guys goalies did, uh, and then how the daily scores went. Uh, Then we'll look at some transactions. Anybody busy on the waiver wire? Anybody picking up free agents? Are we getting points out of free agents and and what that kind of looks like? Then we'll give uh, power rankings for the week going into the the, uh, upcoming week. And then we'll look at the the following week matchups and and see what's in store. So hang on here and uh, let's drop the puck on the new season of fantasy hockey. Twenty-four weeks, eight teams, one Champions Cup. You're listening to Champions Cup Radio with your host, Corey Dutai. All right, boys. So it's time to dig into some fantasy hockey from the past week. Before we begin, we gotta let you know that this podcast is sponsored by Coors Light. So grab a cold Coors Light, Rocky Mountain Cold, give her a crack, and put her back and start talking fantasy hockey with your buddies, just like we're about to do here. All right, so our first segment here on the podcast, we're going to get into some matchup scores from last week, and last week's matchups were a little bit shorter than they're usually going to be. Uh, everybody's aware that most mat- or, uh, all matchups outside of last week are going to be a seven-day matchup. However, last week, because of the season starting on Wednesday, we were uh, cut short by a couple days and ended up with a five-day matchup, uh, which ran October 2nd to October 6th. So in a, in a wacky wing night battle, uh, divisional battles last week, uh, it was Deuces Kings prevailing over McLean's Monsters by a score of 148.4 to 113.4. So uh, a game that or a matchup uh, that we'll dig into in a little bit, but uh, Deuces Kings clearing McLean's Monsters by, uh, by a little over 35 points. Uh, in another battle of the Wacky Wing Knight division, the Thorns Burners opened the season with a win over the Bubs Badgers by a score of 155.2 to 116.4. So in that one, Thorns Burners edging out Bubs Badgers by just about 40 points. Uh, you know, in a Whopper win Wednesday divisional battle, Murdo's Turtles put a licking on the Hattrick Hayden, 185.2 to 136.6. And in the final matchup of the week, a Whopper Wednesday divisional battle, the Medicine Malkins absolutely were menacing this weekend or this past week to the Straws Straws. As they beat them 162 to 97.5. Uh, not a great week there, as you can tell, for the Straws, but the Menace and Malkins, they were rolling. They had a, uh, 
a great week. And again, we'll dive into some uh, some numbers here as we get going. Um, but first, let's take a look over at the first round production, as we mentioned uh, before the before the episode. So what this is going to be, we'll we'll make this a recurring segment at least on Mondays, and we'll have a look at the past week and how each player or uh, how each team's first round pick went uh, for the week. So how many points are they putting up? Are you getting value out of your top pick kind of thing? Um, so as we go down the, uh, just down the, the picks as they were picked in the draft, in the draft order, the number one overall pick from the menacing Malkins, Connor McDavid, he had a, a very solid week, proving that, uh, again, he's looking like he's going to have a strong season, not both, or uh, sorry, both statistically and fantasy-wise. Uh, two games played, two goals, three assists, five shots on goal for a total of 15.5 fantasy points. Um, second overall pick, Murdo's Turtles selected Nikita Kucherov. And in three games this past week, Kuch had a goal, an assist, and five shots on goal for a total of 6.3 points. So again, you can see a little bit of a difference there from McDavid to Kucherov, but again, it's only the first week of the season. Lots of time to make up uh, to make up that value of a second overall pick for Kucherov. Uh, third overall, Thorns Burners. They chose Nathan McKinnon, and in two two games played this uh, past week, McKinnon put up zero goals, but did uh, find himself on the score sheet three times with three assists and ten shots on goal for a total of eight one eight point one fantasy points. Again, uh, you know he's he's more on that lower end uh, right now, but. Uh, as you can see here, as we keep going, most of the first-round picks uh, outside of McDavid really didn't put up uh, huge fantasy numbers, and, and that's kind of the thing with, with the way the draft works is when you're trying to find these kind of gems late in the draft or these sleeper picks or maybe a breakout player, and those are really, you'll see as we get into the matchup review, um, those are really what kind of push teams over the edge in their matchups. Uh, so then we go to the fourth overall pick. It was Straw Straws from a wedding party. He chose Sidney Crosby, a uh, good pick there. Two games played this week for Sid, no goals, but like uh, like McKinnon before him, three assists. Uh, Sid only had three shots on goal, but he did rack up 9.3 fantasy points. Uh, Bubs Badgers at number five, they chose Alex Ovechkin. Ovechkin this week had three games played. He had the one goal, no assists, but he did have 14 shots on goal, but only salvaged 6.4 fantasy points. Sixth pick from Hattrick Hayden. You know it was not a D-man, that is for sure. Uh, he chose John Tavares. And John T, he had three games played this week. He had no goals, three assists, six shots on goal for a total of 8.4 points. At the seventh pick was myself, Deuces Kings. Chose Steven Stamkos. Uh, Stamkos had three games played, two goals, zero assists, ten shots on goal, and 9.2 fantasy points. And then rounding out the first round with a back-to-back -back pick, but we just have the first rounder here uh, where McLean's Monsters, uh, as they picked Patrick Kane in that spot with one game played, uh, one goal, two assists in that one game, two shots on goal, and 7.4 fantasy points. So if you look at the first round uh, players in the production here, uh, the, the lowest end of that is 
Uh, Kucherov right now with three games played, a goal and an assist, five shots on goal, and 6.3 fantasy points. Um, and the highest end right now, obviously McDavid, the, McDavid, the only guy with double-digit points. Uh, but lots of time to turn things around for teams and, and start to find that value out of their first-round pick. So as we move on here, we'll get into uh, some of the matchups from the past week, or we'll get into all of them. We'll touch on, uh, we'll do a daily score. So it's not going to be a cumulative score um, at that day. It'll be that daily score. So how many points did you uh, get on that certain day? Not how many did you get on that day plus the days prior. So it's not a running score. It is just a score of that day. So the first matchup that we'll touch on here, Deuces Kings, 148.4 over McLean's Monsters at 113.4. So the defending champion uh, knocked off this week. But again, uh, who knows, with with some of his main players, uh, you know, will get hot eventually. He he could be back in the running for for another championship. Uh, Wednesday's score, uh, the Kings came out flying, 24.2 points in that first day. To the McLean Monsters, 4.7. Thursday score, again, uh, very tight this time. 27.1 for the Kings, 29 for the Monsters. Uh, Friday score, uh, the Kings put up 29 points to the Monsters, 21.7. Big day for both teams on Saturday, as it was for most of the league. Uh, The Kings putting up 55.8 points, and the Monsters putting up 41.1 and on the Sunday, again, very tight day. The Kings putting up 12.3 to the Monsters, 16.9. So the, the top performers here for, for the Kings this week, uh, TJ Oshie and Riley Smith both had 12 point each, 12.8 points each. And Artemi Panarin uh, with 12.6 points. Um, and in three games played by, by the goaltenders for, for the Kings, uh, they earned 11.8 points for uh, Deuces Kings. The McLean's Monsters top performers, Sean Monahan, 12.3 points. Wheeler, 11.6 points. And Rupi Hints with 10.4 points. A very, almost a laugh-out-loud pick during the draft. But it does look like GM Matthew McLean knows what he's doing with that pick. Uh, but he's sadly only earned 4.4 points from his goalies in only two games played. So that's, uh, that's the matchup there. Uh, the Thorns Burners in the next matchup, taking the W over Bubs Badgers by a score of 155.2 to 116.4. The Wednesday score, if we go through these quickly, 16.6 for the Burners to 13 even for the Badgers. Thursday score, very tight, very, very tight days. The tightest one we had, uh, the Burners putting up 42.1 points. The Badgers putting up 41.9 points. Friday score, the Burners putting up 21 even to the Badgers 11.7. So we start to see a little bit of a separation here. Uh, and then a big separation on Saturday in this matchup. It was The matchup was basically won and lost for whatever, whatever side you want to... Uh, Factored for as the burners put up 70.9 points on Saturday to 46.2 by the Badgers, and Sunday uh, again the ba- the uh, burners sorry 4.5 and the Badgers 3.6. Uh, so uh, if we take a look at 
some of the points uh, points left on the bench in this one. Um, the burners actually did end up leaving eight points on the bench throughout the week to just 0.7 points by the Badgers. Uh, Thorne's top performers in the past week, uh, Mika Zabinajad with 31.9 points. Uh, Mitch Marner for, with uh, 15.4 points. Leon Dreisaitl with 13.1 points. And Thorne's had two goalies uh, that combined for 7.7 points with a 2-2 two two record. And if we switch over to Bob's Badgers, uh, their top performers for the week, Johnny Goodrow with 14 points, uh, Philip Forsberg with 10.5 points, and Anze Kopitar with 8.9 points. The Badgers had three goalies that combined for 14.8 points with a record of 3-1. As we move on, we have a look at the Murdos Turtles versus Hattrick Hayden. Uh, Turtles winning this one outright 185.2 to 136.6. On Wednesday, uh, the Hattrick Hayden actually got out to a uh, flying start uh, as they took the lead 26.2 to 10.9. However, on Thursday, uh, fairly even, but uh, Murdo's Turtles started to make some ground up, winning that day 44.9 to 36.4. Again, Friday, Hattrick Hayden had another good day compared to Murdo's Turtles. Uh, as Murdo's Turtles put up 7.4 points, but Hattrick Hayden had 24.1. However, similar to the previous match, Saturday was the telling story as Murdo's Turtles put up 80.9 points in one day and Hattrick Hayden put up 42.5, almost doubling. Uh, the Turtles almost doubled Hattrick Hayden that day and had a huge day from Mike Hoffman, who had three goals and a combined for 19.4 fantasy points on Saturday. And Sunday, again, it was a, just a massive swing in the favor of the Turtles as they put up 41.1 points to 7.4 for Hattrick Hayden. Murdo's Turtles, just a huge day from Anthony Mantha with four goals and a total of 21.3 fantasy points. The Points left on the bench for the week for Murdo's Turtles. He had eight points left on the bench, while Hattrick Hayden had 4.6. I think you can already guess probably who the top performers are for Murdo's Turtles. Uh, But it's Anthony Mantha with 31.3 points on the week. Mike Hoffman with 23.8 points. And Miko Rantanen with 16.2 points. So some big, big days from... The top performers here for Murdo. And he had three goalies that combined for 14 points with a three. And I believe it's one record. Don't have it there, but I think it was three and one record. Well, Hattrick Hayden's top performers, Austin Matthews with 21.9 points. Seemed like he was scoring every single night last week. Have a nice little sip on a nice cold Coors Light. Marc-Andre Fleury. He put up 12.8 points. And Jacob Truba, a D-man for Hattrick Hayden. Isn't that ironic? He refused to take a D-man, and he takes one, and he's one of his top performers of the week. He scored 11.2 points. Hattrick Hayden had three goalies for 14.7 points with a 3-2 and two record. Now, as we move to the final matchup of the week, it was the menacing Malkins 
dominating Straws Straws with a final score of 162 to 97.5. Sounds like a radio channel, not a fantasy score for Straws. That's a tough one to swallow. Wednesday's score, I mean, it was almost right from the start. Menacing Malkins put up almost half of what Straws had in total on Wednesday alone with 42.4 points, while Straws managed to just score seven points on the night. Thursday, Straws started to gain a little bit of ground as the Malkins put up 18.7 to the Straws 32.5. But again, Friday swung the pendulum right back to the Malkins, putting up 30.4 points to the Straws 5.5. Saturday all but solidified this one as the Malkins put up 64.2 points, the Straws 46.6, and Sunday was a wash at 6.4 for the Malkins and 5.9 for the Straws. Points left on the bench for the Malkins, 10.4, and for the Straws, 5.7. So those mere 5.7 points wouldn't have helped the Straws any other than to push them into the triple digits. Medicine Malkins' top performers for the week, Connor McDavid, no surprise there, 15.5 points. William Carlson with 13.4, and Tyson Berry with 12.2. He had three goalies for 25 points, the most by any set of goalies for a team with a 4-0 record. The Malkins, I remember going into the draft, talking about a draft strategy being taking some goalies early and often, and it seems to have proven its point thus far. Straw's top performers, if there were any, Elias Lindholm with 9.7, Jack Eichel at 9.7, and Crosby with 9.3 fantasy points. The Straws really struggled in the net as they had two goalies combined for 0.3 points and a 1-3 and record. So it looks like the Straws are going to have some work cut out for them to get out of the bottom of the standings early on here. While the menacing Malkins look menacing and look like a team to not be messed with here early on. Uh, so if we take a quick look at what the power rankings look like after going through each matchup there... Um, the number one spot goes to the Murdos Turtles off the bat at 1-0 as they've scored 185.2 points. The number two spot going to those menacing Malkins at 1-0 with 162 total points. Third spot on the power rankings going to Thorns Burners at 1-0 at 155.2 points. Number four, Deuces Kings, 1-0. 148.4. Number five spot, Hat Trick Hayden at 0 1, but scoring 136.6 points. The sixth spot, Bubs Badgers, 0 1, scoring 116.4 points. McLean's Monsters, 0 1, but 113.4 points. And rounding it out, I think we all know Straws Straws at 0 1 with 97.5 fantasy points on the week uh, now as we shift our minds over to uh, the transactions that were had in the week uh, not too many uh, not too many guys it seemed like were uh, too busy on the waiver wire or on free agents uh, it didn't really seem like uh, things were were too teams were really trying to make too many moves uh, seemed like a lot of teams maybe were just satisfied with their rosters coming out of the draft, and I find that can happen quite a bit. 
in in a couple of aspects where a it's it's a non-keeper league so you're not really making moves right now to try and uh get better where another team may be trying to rebuild by getting some draft picks that's not going to happen in these kind of leagues um and as well as uh you're kind of feeling out your team right now maybe if you have some injuries or some holdouts or something like that yeah you may be trying to drop a guy to add a add a guy but right now i think most teams are just content with the the group they have and they want to see uh see where they can go with uh with the guys that are on the roster so uh, if we go through day by day the transactions, um, the the there was one team that was actually quite busy, uh, and it was the Murdos Turtles. And you know maybe there is something to doing it early and often. Uh, again, like I said, you don't see it a whole lot, but Murdos Turtles also put up some big numbers. They're number one in the power ranking. Uh, so if we talk about their transactions, uh, we'll get to it right after uh, right after this. Uh, this this uh, podcast is presented by uh, Coors Light. Grab a cold Coors Light. Make sure it's Rocky Mountain Blue. You know, nothing better on a hot summer day or even a cold winter night. When you're watching the game with some friends, grab a cold Coors Light. Uh, Grab one for your buddy. Talk some fantasy hockey. Watch some hockey. Watch some playoff baseball is going on right now. Whatever it is, chug one down. Whatever you got to do, shotgun her. Butt chug it maybe. Get her into you. It's it's a heck of a beer, I'll tell you that. It's it's nice and light. I mean, it's called Coors Light. It's not going to be heavy on you. It's really not. And you know what? I'm going to take a big gulp on right now. And I mean, there's just really there's really nothing better to do a podcast to than just a nice cold Coors Light. All right, welcome back. We're going to uh, go through the transactions as promised. Uh, so Murdo's Turtles, we're, we're busy on the waiver wire this past week. Uh, they were quick to, to uh, add forward Wayne Simmons of the Devils and defenseman Colin Miller of the Sabres on Monday. Uh, so right after the weekend of the draft, they're, uh, they're on there making moves. Um, continuing the work, uh, the Turtles uh, added forward Chris Kreider of the Rangers and dropped Devontae Smith-Pelly of the Flames. And Devontae Smith-Pelly, legend. Uh, Turtles GM Joel McNeil, though, he remained busy throughout the week. Tuesday saw his team add Alex Texier of Columbus, which forced the release of Michael Backlund of Calgary. Uh, an additional Tuesday move also made by the Straws. Uh, they were probably you know, running scared at that point, trying to make a move here or there. Uh, they added D-man Shea Theodore of Vegas, which forced them to release defenseman Dustin Bufflin of the Jets, who I don't think anybody really is still sure what is going on or uh, have even heard from him. So, you know, who knows? Uh, but for right now, Theodore, probably a stopgap there at the back end as they can get uh, free up some room uh, with the removal of Bufflin. Uh, so then on Wednesday, ahead of the first night of the action, uh, uh, of game action for the NHL, uh, Deuces Kings, they added Riley Smith of the Vegas Golden Knights uh, after dropping Braden Point to the IR, and Smith actually was able to score twice for the Knights in the opening game, uh, so a good return there for the Kings after picking him up uh, late on uh, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, but Wednesday did prove to be the last day 
of any transactions in the first week of the season. And again, like I said, it just uh, it just seems like teams are just kind of content with where they're at right now, uh, just kind of holding holding water right now and just kind of treading through this first week, maybe a couple weeks of the season before you start to see things kind of fly around. Maybe some offers get thrown out there. Some teams start to separate themselves. So it should make for an interesting second week of the season, that's for sure. And then as we move into the second week of the season, we'll give quickly just a weekly outlook here before we end things. Uh, so this week, uh, we've got Murdo's Turtles taking on Deuces Kings. That action kicks off Monday night. Uh, Hattrick Hayden taking on McLean's Monsters, also kicking off Monday night. Bob's Badgers taking on Straws Straws. That get going. That gets going. Uh, I believe it's Monday night. And then the game of the week, you've got the number two power rank team, Madison Mulkins taking on the number three power rank teams, Thorns Burners, and basically a something's got to give match. So we'll see that match kick off. I believe it's going to get going Monday night. So it should be a good week of fantasy hockey. I want to say thank you to everybody that listened. Uh, you know, it's again, you can take note of some things that we're talking about here. If you hear of your opponent coming up and who was their top, who were their top players, maybe who your top players were, making sure that your lineups are set every day, making sure the guys that you need to be having playing are playing. And I hope everybody has uh, a great week of fantasy hockey, but I hope mine's better. We'll see you on Wednesday for an update about halfway through the week.